God's Word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. This is Will Rice, and First Light is a brief Bible challenge encouraging you to read God's Word, to think about God's Word, and to live it in real life. Have you ever been abroad? And have you ever seen things that are ancient, that speak of something greater than the day and the hour? Have you ever seen the wall of, Great Wall of China? Have you ever been there? I have not, but I'm, I'm fascinated by it. Uh, have you ever been to the Great Pyramids in Egypt? Uh, my parents have. A lot of people in my family have. I have friends that have been inside the pyramids uh, quite extensively, at least as uh, much as is allowed at this point. Uh, have you been to the ancient Machu Picchu in the Americas? These are all ancient uh, structures that, that still exist even today. Have you ever been to Solomon's Temple? Solomon's temple was one of the wonders of the world and would have been on a list like the other structures I've named. But of course, Solomon's temple is is in ruins. But Solomon's temple was an amazing, amazing structure. Uh, A couple things of note about Solomon's temple. Number one, we call it Solomon's temple. It was David's idea. And throughout 1 Kings chapter 6, we rephrase it like, and Solomon built or Solomon did this or did that. And obviously Solomon didn't do any of this. It was he was the he was the energy behind it. He was the will and mind behind it. But there were a lot of people that had to be involved in a job this big. Any any job bigger than self has to include more than one's itself. Uh, just today, I was talking to seven or eight people on staff. Uh, this morning, we were talking about what was going on today, and I I checked in with uh, one of my neighbors who is in charge of a, of a project we have going on right now. And I said, hey, did you get to thus and so yesterday? And he said, yes, I did. And about three or four other guys kind of laughed. And I said, well, you know, I, I don't mean, did you personally, but did, you know, are we getting the job done? Which of course was the, the point. And I mentioned that I read about King Solomon today because King Solomon didn't do all the uh, physical labor, but he saw to it. He was the, the force behind it. So, Solomon's temple really involved a lot more people than just just Solomon. Uh, Secondly, it's interesting that this was a case where they measured twice and then cut once. Uh, The stones, the massive stones from which this temple was built, were pre-cut so that once they got to the work site, there was no noise of metal on stone. There was no cutting. Once it got there, they just, all the pieces fit together like like a jigsaw puzzle. Third of all, I'd say, it was largely built of stone. Now, there was, it was overlaid with gold in, in incredible ways. But stone is one of those things that will last forever. If you build with brick or some other casserole of natural, <laughs> natural elements, it will eventually erode. But you, you look at the, the places that have truly stood the test and eons of time, and generally they're made of things that were already here long before the structure was put together. They're not making any stones today. So you use stones that have weathered the, the, the ages, and they probably will weather uh, for some time to come in any building you, you put them into. So all that to say, this was an amazing building, but even this building was not enough. Solomon was to build a relationship, and that was with God himself. In verse 11, the Bible says, And the word of the Lord came to Solomon, saying, Concerning this house, which thou art building, which, again, Solomon wasn't actually swinging the hammer, but he was he was the force behind it. If thou wilt walk in my statutes and and execute my judgments and keep all my commandments to walk in them, 
Then will I perform my word which um, with thee, which I spake unto David thy father. This is one of the many if-then propositions in the Bible. If you will do this, then I will do that. You know, God was not um, God was not undeserving of this temple. He, he was, but he doesn't thank Solomon for doing something that should have been done. And he doesn't just say, well, hey, now we're good forever. No, God was more interested in the people building the temple than the temple itself in as much as what God was after was a relationship. And that's what God is after today. Now, here's a question. What are you building today? Maybe a career, maybe a name, maybe a family, maybe a church, maybe a ministry. That's all fine and good. None of those are bad. Some of them are indeed quite noble. But the temple you build is worthless if you forget why. If Solomon built all this magnificent structure and then forgot the God for whom the structure was made, then the structure became worthless. It was beautiful. The gold was still, you know, had some intrinsic value monetarily demand, but it was worthless as, as to the purpose of it in the first place. The temple you build is worthless if you forget why you're building it. So a couple things. Number one, if you have a temporal purpose, a temporal reason, you have a temporal worth. If you have a temporary purpose for what you're doing right now, you have temporary worth. Now, your job, it should be more than just a job. If, if all you're doing is making widgets and making money, that cannot, that's, not a, that's not an end. That, that is a means to an end. It's not an end worthy of life. Uh, it might be a way where you can bankroll yourself so you can do things that are eternal. It may provide for your family, and that is, is quite significant. But I think we should all ask ourselves, am I merely building something for the sake of money? Am I merely building something for the sake of my name? Am I merely building something for the sake of some temporary temporal need? Now, doesn't mean that these things are evil. It means that it can't last. If you have temporary reasons, you have temporary worth, and the temple you build is worthless if you forget why you're building it. Second, I would say, if you abandon the purpose, you betray the building, you betray the builders, and you betray the architect, that is God himself. So maybe you're involved in church work. Maybe, maybe you work a nine-to-five job, but you're involved in, in the work of God wherever you are, and part of that is in your local church. Okay, well, that's great. But if you ever forget why you're doing what you're doing, you ever forget why you're uh, helping in the nursery or you're helping, you know, at a potluck, <laughs> uh, carry-in dinner, you, you forget why you're serving as a deacon or you forget why you're serving as a pastor, then you've betrayed the building. You, you've betrayed what is going on and you've betrayed the builders, that is the people that are in partnership with you in this endeavor. But most of all, you've betrayed the architect, that is God himself. The temple you build is worthless if you forget why you're building it. Not far from my home, in fact, on this very road, on my, on my, my highway, the highway I live on, about 15 miles from here, there's a beautiful old church. It is well over 100 years old, and it was once pastored by a man who is very, very familiar. He was a, 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 a godly man from what I've read of him and read from him, and he was a gifted writer. He wrote some very famous books on prayer. And so I was shocked to find several years ago that not only did he live in our area, he pastored in our area, and not only did he pastor in our area, he pastored 
a church that was located right off the highway that I live off of. And so I was eager to, to go see it. And so we did. We went to the church office and they were very kind. They let us in the building. The building was, uh, you know, a style from two centuries ago, I, long ago. And, uh, but to my surprise, they had never heard of this pastor. They'd never heard of his works. They'd never heard of his books. And I was keenly disappointed. I was also reminded that this has happened more than once where you, you hear about someone who God greatly used and then you meet the people who steward the buildings or the, the, the physical structures that he left and they no longer even know of the person. And what's more important, they don't know the God who the person knew. Now, I don't know about these people in this church. Maybe they're serving the Lord and if they are, my God, God bless them. I will say that this church is part of a denomination that is largely, in fact, I would say uh, very largely just abandoned God and, and no longer has a, a good news or a gospel to give. That's tragic. Here's a man that God greatly used and the work that he did will last forever, but not the building he built. The building he built is valuable only to the extent that it's, it's a building built for God. So he no longer has charge of that building, but no one can take from him the work he did while he was on this earth and that is, is reaping, reaping consequences and results and blessings even today. So what are you doing? What are you building? How are you expending your energies? The temple you build is worthless if you forget why.